Many folks think that the casting director is the final word on who plays the part in a production, and that just simply isn't the case. The final word always lies with the producing and creative team as a whole. I absolutely think that when you put the right people on the right story at the right time, that is when the true magic happens. That's casting director Walter Ware III. And this is Artworks, the weekly podcast produced at the National Endowment for the Arts. I'm Josephine Reed. The recent issue of NEA Arts goes behind the scenes of Signature Theater's production of Crazy For You. With music and lyrics by George and Ira Gershwin and book by Ken Ludwig, the 1992 Tony Award winner is an old-fashioned musical, and it has a substantial cast ranging from cowboys to chorus girls. We wanted to speak with the people working on the other side of the curtain, the folks who put in the work so the actors can shine. And these included the costume designer, the set designers, the music director, and the casting director, Walter Ware. Ninety percent of directing is casting, said the great director Martin Scorsese. And when it's done well, chances are we in the audience won't notice it at all. Walter Ware's job is to work with the director, in this case Matthew Gardner, the choreographer, Dennis Jones, and music director, John Kalbfleisch, to help them choose the cast that will lead to magic on the stage. That sounds great, even simple, but how does it actually work? What does the casting director do? Essentially what casting directors do is they get to know the actors in their pool on many levels, from talent in the audition room, to talent in the rehearsal room and on stage, and they get to know the actors personally as well. So how do you do all that? That means seeing a lot of shows and um, also having a lot of one-on-one meetings with performers. It doesn't all come down to how great of a final performance will an actor give. It means uh, what the actor's temperament is in the room, how dependable they are, how they maintain a performance with eight shows a week, or if you're doing TV film, multiple takes in an hour, and how, how they treat their creatives and fellow actors as well. Who you are and how you represent yourself is just as important, if not more important, to how talented you are. So, Walter, walk me through the actual process. How do you begin to cast the show? So... With all of that knowledge, the casting director um, would then meet with the creative and producing entities at the beginning of a process when you've chosen a show and start the brainstorming process of who we can make direct offers to and what roles we definitely know that we want to audition. A character breakdown, um, which essentially has all the characteristics and attributes being sought, is generated and then the casting director sets up the auditions and interviews for the various roles and meets with and aids and guides the team to arrive at the final decision for the cast. And then, especially in the regional theater market, as it usually happens, you have to start all over and recast roles as actors are constantly getting booked and offered other productions and sometimes have to leave yours. So I am just as much a recasting director as I am a casting director. So when, for example, you sat down with the producer and the director at Signature about Crazy For You, You already had a sense of who in the area might be good for the roles and who you might want to ask to come in to audition. Absolutely. A couple of the 
a couple of the sort of signature um, slash Washington, D.C. favorites um, were definitely on Matt's radar as far as uh, definitely wanting them in the show. So you knew you wanted to make an offer to these people. Yes, absolutely. And to um, just lock them in because something that's unique about the Washington, D.C. casting culture is that we're casting shows a year to a year and a half in advance. These local actors, phenomenal talent, are being um, sought by so many regional theaters that it's important to us to get them the offer as soon as possible and get them locked in for our productions. Okay, so those are the actors you made offers to. Then there's a second tier of performers whom you asked to come into audition. Walk me through that process. So specifically with Crazy For You, uh, once we had identified those direct offer people and locked them in, the next important audition was the dance call because the show has so much choreography and so much movement. And we also confirmed Dennis Jones, who is an amazing New York choreographer who has this immense well of talent and such a unique voice choreographically that we definitely wanted to get as many local tap dancers as we could. So I essentially set up a dance call, and with that dance call, we called in around 50 male and 50 female tappers in the area, and we looked for the folks that were going to make the specific puzzle of our Crazy For You work. And um, we were able to identify some folks, and there were still some holes, which sometimes happens with signature shows. We also went to New York for um, some of the ensemble talent, and uh, we got to work with another signature family member, Laura Stanzik, who's pretty much signature's go-to New York casting director. And we sought talent there as well and uh, started, again, just building this incredible cast that we've arrived at. Okay, can you explain the audition process? Of course. How does it work? You know, here I am. I'm showing up to audition for the chorus. What happens? There's several different kinds of auditions, obviously, but what you just mentioned is is the chorus call, the dance call. So essentially, we brought in a group of 25 of our dancers, and they get to work with the choreographer. They got to work with Dennis on a combination from the show. And um, it's not necessarily the exact choreography that he was going to use. He definitely wanted to see who, who captured the technique of tap and also who captured the style of this particular production. So everybody learns the combination together. And once about 25, 30 minutes has passed and everybody feels like they've got a good understanding of it, they audition in groups of three. And I would be putting out the headshots and resumes for Dennis to notate on and for Matt to notate on as well. And they would essentially decide, okay, well, we want to see um, these six or uh, five dancers for 32 bars of a song uh, in the style of the show. We obviously asked for them to prepare some Gershwin. So there was an initial cut, and then we go into those callbacks right after. And actually, in this situation, I was able to make offers that afternoon. We auditioned in the morning, and I was making offers to the actors right away. So how does the cut work? It's, it's never necessarily a very 
pleasant experience, but um, everybody understands that there's many attributes and many decisions that have to be made in order to arrive at the cast, and it's nothing personal. But essentially, I would ask the the actors to meet me in the hallway, and um, I would read down the folks that we would keeping, and then I would say to the rest of the folks, our sincere and heartfelt thanks. Auditioning's never easy. Auditioning is definitely a, an art form to itself. Oh, it, God, um, it has to be, right? It, it really, I mean, you're... you. As artists, you're bearing your soul um, on stage in these performances. But if you think about auditioning as just the singular entity, you have to capture who you are. You have to capture your own personal and innate magnetism. And you have to convince these creatives that you're the right person for the role all in under maybe 60 seconds. And... I am always in awe of the incredible talent that come in and are able to just keep cool, keep calm, and be themselves because that is truly what makes the casting process, the artistic process, the art of storytelling so much more compelling and so much more remarkable is when you can um, really just just be yourself and capture your own, your own energy. I have to tell you, if somebody said audition or jump out a window, I really don't know which way I would go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I absolutely hear that. It's terrifying. With this show in particular, you had chorus girls, but you also had cowboys. Yeah. So that had to have complicated in some way the audition process because of the look that you were going for. Absolutely. And they were two two very different auditions as well. Uh, for some of these cowboys, specifically the guys in the band, the trio of guys, those guys all came in with their instruments and auditioned for – they got to do like a two-minute audition where it's just them in the room, which, you know, is still still not necessarily a pleasant experience for the actor, but it's a little bit more personal than uh, what dance calls can feel like when you have – all your um, fellow actors around you as you're doing your kickball change. Right. What about the principles? Most of the principles for our production, Danny, for example, and Ashley, um, Danny was um, was an offer only, so we went straight to offer for him. And that was easy because of just his background, his resume, Matt and Dennis having seen him in shows, Dennis having worked with him, I believe. And then Ashley Spencer as well. I wasn't in the room for Ashley's audition as that was the the New York side of things, but uh, she was a knockout. Is that common to have a New York audition and a local audition, to have separate auditions in that way? Or is it because Crazy for You is, is so big? A show. It's because Crazy for You is so big. Frankly, one of the things that I love about Signature is that it has such a, a commitment to local casting and to making sure that the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, Maryland artists are supported and and brought center stage, frankly. The New York side of things usually happens on our bigger musicals. So, for example, Cabaret, and West Side Story. Those were productions where we sought out some New York talent as well. But one of the reasons why you're going to see more out-of-towners in Crazy for You is just because of the demand of the tap performance. 
again, we're probably casting out of New York for about three shows, whereas other regional theaters in Washington, D.C. are primarily casting out of New York for their productions. Now, let me ask you this. As, as you were talking about, there's also a look that a director is going for. So raw talent aside, there's also that look. For example, Tommy Toon, you couldn't put him in a chorus. It would be weird. He's almost seven feet right. tall. So, you know, he had to become a star or or what? I mean, what choice did he have? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's part of the, the job, et cetera, et cetera. But just as somebody who loves theater and artistry, is that ever difficult? It's like, God, this person is so good, but the look is just not right. It's absolutely difficult. And you never know who is going to walk in the room and just blow you away because you could be auditioning the same actor for a number of years and it just never necessarily clicked. And then all of a sudden they walk in for this one particular role. They start reading the sides and and singing their sides and bam, there it goes. There it happens. And all of a sudden, the story makes so much more sense. I think that's definitely one of my favorite parts of casting is just that element of the unknown, not knowing who's going to come in and just blow you away. Um, And it's also absolutely difficult when you're working with an actor and it's not clicking. Again, it's just it's incredible to me that these folks, um, and by folks I mean actors, they're just willing to bear their souls. Some of them are auditioning four times in the same day when it's a, quote, feeding frenzy, end quote, as we call it, as we used to call it in D.C., the time between January to April when everybody's trying to cast their next year to a year and a half of programming. But that's one of my favorite parts of casting is, is just being in the room when that click happens and the entire ensemble and cast falls into place. You're casting people for a particular role, but you're choosing actors who are part of an ensemble and they need to have chemistry with the other performers. I'm curious how you glean that in the audition process, how that works. This past season, Signature put on a brand new play um, by Audrey Cefali called The Gulf, which starred Rachel Zampelli and Maria Rizzo. Now, Rachel has been in the Washington, D.C. area for many years, and she is one of the few that is able to do a crossover between both musical theater and straight play, straight drama. She was cast in this production in early readings, and we knew that, Rachel, this is this is your part. And then we auditioned a bunch of local actresses in the area, and we arrived at Maria Rizzo, who's known mostly just for musical theater. She was in Gypsy, and uh, she was just in A Little Night Music as Petra. Yeah, um, that's where I knew that doing... name, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's an incredible, an incredible actress. And we put these two in the room together for an audition. Rachel had already been cast. Maria is going through the audition process. And there was just this this comfortability, this real and genuine connection between the two performers. And also, it's only a two-person play, but there's always an extra character, which is the tag. 
And all three of these elements, Rachel, Maria, and this great new work by Audrey, came together and just it all clicked. That's what real storytelling is, is bringing all of those elements, text, um, performer, and then all of the technical elements together and just making it feel seamless and making it feel like a, a story. Maybe it's a story you know. Or um, hopefully it's a story you don't know and you are expanding expanding your consciousness in that way. Now, do you look at audition tapes? Oh, my gosh, all the time. All the time. And when, where do they come into the process just to see who's out there, what's going on, or for specific roles? Yeah. So um, we looked at a lot of tape for those the tapper tracks and Crazy For You. That's where our the casting world is frankly going right now is um, it's so hard to get people in the room these days. Now, obviously, directors and the creative team and producing team all prefer to have that um, that in-person connection because that is specifically what theater is all about, uh, that intimacy and that, that ability to connect. But usually the tape part of the process is happening earlier on, so in more of the initial auditions, and then hopefully we're bringing folks in for the uh, the callback process. But if you look at our Miss Saigon, actually, we cast Diana Huey in the um, in the leading role based solely on tape. Whoa. Um, we met her for the first time uh, on the first day of rehearsal. You know, and sometimes that happens. In, in that particular case, she was a knockout and she's gone on to have a, uh, an incredible career. But yeah, you, tape is definitely an art form within the art form of auditioning. It would seem to me that audition tape would be perhaps a really good initial calling because you can tell right away it's not the right look. It's not that isn't quite the dancing I want, et cetera, et cetera, without having to bring somebody in. Absolutely. And sometimes, Joe, when we're working on new musical workshop uh, material and we're not able to necessarily have all of the creative team together for the auditions, I'll prep a list and send along um, videos that I feel like really capture these performers. Since so many of these new musicals have the creative team, the writers, not necessarily knowing our local pool, uh, it's important for them to know the folks that are going to be shaping these characters with them in the workshop process. So I'll send along their websites. Most actors now have websites and a media page, which pretty much has their, their best 32 bars of their, their comic song, their best 32 bars of their dramatic song. And from there, the creative team can get to know them more through their video. And you're absolutely right in that, you know, for that initial dance audition, when I showed Dennis and Matt the tap videos of the of the Crazy For You pool, the folks that couldn't make it, we were able to see very quickly who had the technique and the style of tap that we were looking for and quickly could say, okay, well, we really just need to see these two people out of 45 videos I just showed to you. You said you you go to a lot of plays to assess local talent so you can sort of grow your Rolodex. But can you ever just go and just watch and just and just be an audience person? Those were the days. Something else that I have a, a deep passion for is the directing side of, of the theatrical process as well, which then sort of opens me up to really uh, definitely overanalyzing the various designs in the production. So the scenic design, the lighting design, the sound design, 
it's not as easy to just go and enjoy anymore because you're taking in so much more nuance. But I really do find myself getting blown away by these actors that I have I've come to know in various roles in which they just they, they just surprise you. And it's that surprise that is so exciting. And but no, I have to admit, it's it's hard to just go and it's hard to just go and enjoy these days. Um, because there's always there's always something, you know, just one little tweak that could have brought the story to more fruition. Tell me how you became a casting director. Yeah, so um, I actually I met Eric in Eric uh, Schaefer. Eric Schaefer, yes, the artistic director. I met him in 2010 as a sophomore in college, so I'm dating myself. But it was so exciting to get to have a meeting with him, and he asked me if I would come in and be his artistic director intern at Signature. So that just meant coming in two or three times a week and reading his mail and transcribing his voicemail. And as a sophomore in college, getting to do that at um, the regional theater that I most wanted to make a relationship with was so thrilling. I then just kind of stuck around and was the assistant director on a couple workshops and shows over my time at at Catholic University. Were you majoring in theater? I was majoring in musical theater, yes. I got um I met my my late mentor Jane Pesci Townsend there who really was the person that lit the fire in me to know that this was definitely going to be my passion. This was going to be my career. So when I was uh, going to baccalaureate in my senior year, I got a phone call as I'm walking over and uh, Maggie Boland, the managing director at Signature, offered me a full-time job of being the executive assistant and casting assistant at Signature. And when I was hired on full-time, there were only two members of the artistic team. It was Eric Schaefer and Matthew Gardner, who's the director for Crazy For You and the associate artistic director at Signature. Even over my internship time, I'd always been involved in the casting process, doing the scheduling and starting to get to know the talent pool as well. And once I started full-time at Signature, I quickly moved into the casting director position because I loved getting to know these actors. I loved getting to be a part of this community. And because you're going to see so many shows, you kind of become the artistic ambassador for the institution. And that was very exciting to me. So it was just sort of a natural progression. Now, when you were studying musical theater at Catholic University, what were you thinking? Were you thinking, I'm I'm going to be a director, I'm going to be an actor? I don't care what I'm going to be. I'm going to be in theater. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I um, I definitely had my eye on musical theater direction. And the way I wanted to approach that was from a musician's standpoint and from an actor's standpoint. So one of the most important things for me to do was to learn how an actor approaches a project, how an actor approaches a new musical, so that then I can quickly speak their language in the room and ascertain and sort of uh, get out of them the performance as quickly as possible, the performance that the whole team is looking for. And that has really helped in casting because, again, you have these one to two minute auditions and you need to learn about these people right away. And um, if it does become a situation where I'm giving an adjustment or asking an actor for a, um, you know, to show a different side of them, I can speak their language more quickly because of the training that I uh, received at Catholic. 
Martin Scorsese said 90% of directing is casting. And as someone who has done both, do you agree with that? Wholeheartedly. If you can believe it, crazy for you, this huge musical is being rehearsed in three weeks in the rehearsal room and then one week of tech. It's an incredibly quick process. And if you don't have the folks that are able to rise to the occasion in in a really quick way, then you're not going to get very far. I was actually just reading in an interview with uh, Tom Schumacher, the president of Disney Theatricals, and he was reminiscing on how Disney Theatricals came to be in their first major hit, which was The Lion King. And everybody at that time was saying, there's no way this is going to work. There's no way this is going to work. It's, it's a story about animals and pretty much completely sung through. But um, he put the right team together. He put Julie Taymor on the show, who had this incredible puppetry background. Tom had that puppetry background as well, so he could speak her language. And they put this incredible composing team and then this cast together. And that cast, those people that breathe life into these words, into this story, it was just the stars aligned. Everything fell into place. And, you know, especially when you're working on... Uh, new musicals or new work in general, if you're not casting folks that are um, not only talented but also able to intellectually engage with the writers in in a productive way, you're not going to get very far if you don't have the right people in those roles. So I absolutely agree that 90% of the process is in casting. I absolutely think that when you put the right people on the right story at the right time. That is when the true magic happens. Well, Walter, this has been such a pleasure. Joe, thank you so much. This was truly just such a wonderful breath of fresh air. I'm so humbled and honored that you would have me on. Oh, not at all. Not at all. It's really wonderful. That's casting director Walter Ware III. Walter left Signature Theater in August and is now doing freelance casting for companies in D.C., Baltimore, and New York. Crazy for You runs at Arlington, Virginia's Signature Theater until January 14th. You've been listening to Artworks, produced at the National Endowment for the Arts. The Artworks podcast is available on iTunes, so please subscribe. And if you like us, leave us a rating. It helps people to find us. For the National Endowment for the Arts, I'm Josephine Reed. Thanks for listening.